Tonight, we are going to talk about Christmas. I know some of y'all are like, Christmas in April, what are you talking about? But yes, we're going to be talking about Christmas. So if you grab your Bibles uh, and turn over to Luke chapter 1, uh, Luke chapter 1, we're going to be looking at the Christmas story, uh, the first part of the Christmas story tonight. Again, so Luke chapter 1. Um, so we've been building our story each week. We've been building our understanding of Jesus and his purpose in our world and for our lives. Um, so week one, we talked about uh, our first week of online worship. We talked about that the Bible is Jesus's story. It's about him. And then week two, we talked about that he wants to pull us into that story. He wants to give us his salvation and he wants to put us to work for his mission. Last week for Easter, we talked about why. Why does he want to put us into his story that he came to save each and every single one of us? Uh, and so now this week, yes, we are going to celebrate Christmas. Like, wait a minute. Like, how does that fit in? I promise it will. Uh, so make sure you turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter one. Uh, we're going to bounce around a couple of different places tonight, but we're going to be in Luke chapter one, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It is the third gospel in the New Testament. Again, if you hit Revelations, you gone way too far. I know I've made that joke every week, but uh, I think it still hits. So, um, all right, Luke chapter one. So turn your Bibles. We're going to bounce around a couple of places. Uh, but specifically tonight, we're going to look at Mary, the mother of Jesus. We're going to talk about her, uh, how she responded to Jesus, how she responded uh, to Jesus placing her in his story. God putting Mary on purpose uh, for the story and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, and we're going to look at her how she responded, and then also how we should mirror her response, how we should respond uh, the same way with our lives and how we should respond being placed into Jesus' story. Uh, so we're going to look at three big things tonight, three big things uh, about how we should respond to Jesus. So uh, Luke chapter 1, again, Luke, the very first chapter, chapter 1, uh, we're going to start off in verse 26. So Y'all read it with me. Verse 26, Luke chapter 1, verse 26. Uh, it says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town of Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The, uh, the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But as the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, you have found great favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. And how will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am still a virgin. The, ver the angel asked, or the angel answered, excuse me, the Holy Spirit will come on you and this power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age and she who was said to be unable to conceive in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. Remember that. No word from God will ever fail. Um, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be fulfilled. And then the angel Gabriel left her. Uh, all right. So I know most of y'all have heard, uh, heard, heard the Christmas story before, uh, been around church. You've heard, uh, the story of the angel visiting Mary and telling her that she's going to, uh, have Jesus and that she's going to be the mother of Jesus. Uh, so I know a lot of y'all have heard or read this passage before at Christmas time. Uh, but I want to take a look at what's happening here. You've got Mary, this teenage girl, the really and truly, 
um, this this no-name girl who's scheduled to be married to this no-name guy, Joseph, uh, just two normal uh, teenagers uh, in, in the ancient world uh, who are scheduled to be married. Uh, Mary is laying in bed one night. She's all alone, laying in bed, uh, leading up to her wedding with Joseph. And all of a sudden, this giant light just bursts into her room. She's like, ah, what's going on? Uh, and it's this bright white angel busts into her room, and he's there to tell her some crazy news. And he, uh, she's about to be the mother of Jesus. She's about to be the mother of the Savior that her people have been hoping and praying for for generations and generations. They've been waiting for this moment. And this angel just showed up and said, hey, guess what, Mary? You're going to be the mother of that Savior. Uh, and so this no-name teenage girl, uh, this, you know, this nobody is now the most important person in the entire world in that moment. She went from being a nobody to being the most important person in the entire world in just a snap of a finger when the angel showed up. Um, and you know, it's no wonder that the angel has to tell her, Hey, don't, don't be afraid. Don't be freaked out. You know, like all of a sudden she's never experienced anything like this. And all of a sudden an angel's like, Hey, guess what? Uh, you're going to be the mom to God's only son. Who's literally going to save your people, uh, that y'all have been praying for, for generations. Like, of course she's going to be freaked out. Can you imagine that? I know I would be freaked out if an angel just bust out, like all of a sudden kind of walked in off screen and it's like, Hey, guess what, Brandon, you're now the most important person in the whole world. Like, uh, what you know like i'd be freaked out as well so it's no wonder he has to console her uh but she was just chosen to be a huge integral part in the story of jesus and the story of what god was doing to save his people um all right so let's look at how she responds specifically in verse 38 what is her first response she says i'm the lord's servant you know may your words be fulfilled uh what is she saying she's being obedient she's saying okay god you know, she says yes. She doesn't fight back. She doesn't give excuses why this shouldn't happen. She doesn't say, well, you know, there's other people that are way better suited uh, to doing something like this. No, she follows through in obedience. She just says yes. She says, okay, God, that's your will. May it be fulfilled in my life. May I be a servant uh, to you. She, she says yes to the things that God has planned. Uh, and so our first response to being placed in the story of Jesus, to being um, to being people that Jesus wants to put into action and give purpose to, our response should be yes. Our response should be obedience. That should be our first step uh, into jumping into the story of Jesus is being obedient. Just like Mary, we have to say, God, I'm your servant. Let's let's go. Let's do this. Um, all right. Now, second thing, uh, jumping down a little bit further, we're going to read in Luke chapter uh, chapter one. Still, we're going to be in uh, chapter one all night. Uh, but verse thirty nine, I want you to see what Mary's next response is. Remember, her first response when the angel showed up and said, "God's got a plan and purpose for your life. Here's what it is. You're going to be the mother of Jesus." She says yes. She says okay. She doesn't fight it. She's obedient to God's call. Um, so number two, uh, Mary's second response, uh, verse 39 in Luke chapter one. If you're just jumping, excuse me, if you're just jumping on, we're in Luke chapter one. We're talking about Mary, the mother of Jesus, and how she responded to being placed uh, in Jesus's story. Uh, Luke chapter one, verse 39, it says, uh, at that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. Now, Elizabeth is Mary's cousin, okay? Just remember that. Uh, when Elizabeth heard, uh, Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped inside her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. 
In a loud voice, she exclaimed, blessed are you women, uh, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. Remember, Elizabeth is Mary's cousin. She is also pregnant. Um, and so Mary's first response uh, is to be obedient, to tell God, yes, I am your servant. I will do exactly what you're asking me to do. Uh, what's her second thing? What, is, what does she do? She tells people. Her second response after being obedient is to go out and tell people. Now, remember, she goes and tells Joseph. Uh, and if you kind of side note, look at Joseph for a moment. Uh, what's his first response? It's not necessarily obedience. Joseph's first response is to uh, do away with Mary quietly, to, to move on, to not get married, to not follow through uh, with the plans they had set out because, you know, he wasn't the father of the child she was pregnant with. So his plan was to move on quietly from her until an angel showed up to him and said, hey, guess what? You are a big part of God's plan, too. You are going to be my son's father. Um, incredible, incredible moment. And what does Joseph do after that? He follows through in obedience to uh, and becomes Jesus's dad and becomes a huge part of the story. Um, but so Mary tells Joseph and then she also, OK, who else am I going to tell? I'm going to go tell my closest relative, one of my closest friends. I'm going to go tell Elizabeth, uh, who is also pregnant. And so she goes and tells the people that are closer to, uh, closest to her. Uh, she goes and tells Elizabeth uh, and and um, who's Elizabeth? Uh, Who's Elizabeth uh, pregnant with? Okay, let's put it like that. Who is Elizabeth pregnant with? Uh, if you don't know, Elizabeth is pregnant with John the Baptist. And who's John the Baptist? Man, he's the guy that prepared the way. He was the guy that was set out to prepare the way for Jesus, to get the people ready to hear his message, to see the miraculous things that Jesus were gonna, was going to do. I mean, John the Baptist was the guy that literally baptized Jesus in the river, kickstarting Jesus' whole ministry. Uh, so Mary goes and tells John's mom, say, hey, guess what? I'm pregnant. And uh, and when they get together, John the Baptist inside Elizabeth in her stomach literally jumps for joy. Like, how cool is that? That a baby literally uh, not even born yet jumps for joy, knowing that Jesus is coming, knowing that the story of Jesus is really about to kickstart. Uh, and like we talked about last week, that Jesus would die and resurrect um, the people for generations uh, to come. Uh, you know, I remember uh, when we first found out we were having Riley. Um, you know, if you don't know, Riley's our two-year-old totter, toddler totter, uh, that is uh, going stir-crazy in our house right now. She's just going nuts, bouncing off the walls. Like, she's she's ready to get out of the house. She's tired of the shelter-in-place stuff. But um, so we, we've got her. She's about two and a half years old now. Uh, but I remember when we first found out that we were going to have Riley, man, I cannot tell y'all how excited I was when Natalie surprised me with that news that, uh, she was pregnant and that we were soon going to have a baby. And I remember, uh, other than, uh, being completely freaked out and realizing that I knew nothing about being a dad, uh, my, one of my first questions was, when do we get to tell people? When do I get to go and share this news with friends and family? I, I, I'm so excited. I want to just tell everybody right now. Uh, and that was one of the first things I wanted to know. And I remember when I actually got to start telling people, when I got to tell my parents and my sister's family, and we told all of Natalie's family, and we started telling our closest friends uh, that Riley was on the way. Uh, man, I'm excited to go and tell them and fill them in and bring them into this moment with us. And so what, what, that's what Mary does. She finds out that she's about to be the mother of the Savior that they had been waiting on for so long that she is now a part of the story of Jesus. What does she do? 
Man, she runs and tells the people most important to her, the man she's about to marry, the cousin that she is closest with in the entire world, her best friend. She goes and tells them, hey, guess what? Guess what God is doing? Uh, okay, so Luke chapter 1, verse 46. Uh, it says, Mary, uh, Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on and until all generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. So look at uh, Mary's couple of uh, first responses. Thanks, hoax, Clay's. Let me know that you're still there. Sorry about that. I think my internet just dropped out for a second, but uh, we are back now on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, again, Luke chapter 1, verses 46, uh, talking about Mary's third response. What's her first response? It's obedience. Yes, God, I'm your servant. I'm here and ready to be used by you. Her second response uh, is to go and tell the people she's closest with, go tell everyone that she can about what's coming, what's happening. Uh, and now her third response uh, in, in verse 46, it says, My soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things for me. Her third and final response for us to look at tonight is worship. Uh, she breaks out into the first Christmas carol ever sung or ever written. Shout out to Casey. You've been asking for a Christmas carol for weeks. There you go. That's it right there. The first Christmas carol that was ever written or sung uh, is sung by Mary, the mother of Jesus, when she finds out that she's going to be his mom, uh, that she's going to be a big part of the story of the gospel. She begins to praise God, praising him for choosing her to be a part of the story, to be a part of God's plan. She says, uh, she says, my soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. And what does that mean? It means from the depths of who she is, everything inside of her is literally pouring out praise to God saying, you know, I'm yours, God. Use me how you see fit. Use me the way you have planned and purposed me to use me. It's, it's a moment of true and powerful worship for being chosen, for being purposed to be Jesus's mom, to be to being purposed to be placed into God's story. It's a moment of pure, uh, pure and, and holy praise to God, being thankful, worshiping him, uh, for giving her that purpose and that plan. Um, and now tonight for all of us, I want y'all to remember that God made you, God made each and every single one of you, students, parents, leaders, uh, adults, anybody that's on here watching tonight, God made you with a plan and a purpose. He created you to be a part of his story. That's what we've been talking about for weeks is that he pulls you into that story because he wants you to be a part of it. And he gives you a plan and a purpose for his work here on earth. Um, Psalm chapter 39 and verse 13 says, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful and I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before even one of them came to be. You see, God purposed you before you were ever born. You know, just like Jesus, who had a purpose from the very beginning, from the very moment that sin entered the world, Jesus had a purpose. God has placed a purpose and a and a and a and a place, a place and a purpose for you in his work and in his mission. And that's to lead other people to him. That's to go out and share the things that God uh, has placed in our hearts to share that 
uh, with the people that are around us, our family, our friends, uh, the people at school, the people at our work, uh, the people at the mall. I, I mean, wherever you go, that's what God's plan is for you is to go and share that love and that grace with everybody. You know, just like Mary, our response to this has to be obedience. We have to listen to God. We have to listen to his plans, his purpose, and say, yes, God, I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm your servant. Use me the way that you've purposed and planned me to use me. And the second thing we have to do is we have to go out and tell people. Like I said, uh, that's the biggest part of your purpose to go out and lead other people to Jesus. That's why he's purposed you and placed you exactly where you are because he has equipped you and given you the tools and the wisdom that you need to lead the people that he has placed in your life to him. And so you have to go out and you have to tell them. And then the last thing, the, the biggest response that we should have is worship. It's praising God, praising Jesus for how wonderful he is, how amazing it is that he chose us. Uh, you know, a, a life groups at Legacy have been taught, uh, last week we we're talking about uh, the sovereignty of God and free will. Uh, and, and, you know, we have the option, we have the, uh, the choice to choose God or to choose to run away from him. And that's how incredible is that? God didn't just make a bunch of zombie robots that were going to do exactly what he said. No, he gave you the choice. He gave you the option to um, to show real, pure love in that moment and choose God. Be a part of his story. Be a part of his plan. That's how we should respond to being placed in the story of Jesus. We need to be obedient. We have to say yes to God. We need to tell other people about God, about Jesus. And then we need to go out and we need to worship Jesus, being thankful that he chose us, that he chooses us still to this day to be a part of his great gospel mission on this earth. You know, we've talked, we've, we've kind of been building up each week of what G, who Jesus is and what this looks like for us to be a part of Jesus's story. And so this week, as we're talking about how we should respond to it, I want to challenge y'all uh, that this wouldn't just end right here, that the story doesn't end right here. And we keep building on it week after week, just like we're building in our lessons, man, your faith and the story of you and Christ should be building on itself every single week. And you should be obedient. You should worship God. You should tell other people's, uh, other people about Jesus. That's why we're here. Uh, man, it's so incredible that God has given us that opportunity, given us, that purpose and plan because like I said last week, it is literally the best decision you can ever make to follow Christ. And so I challenge y'all this week, build your faith, use this time at home. You know, not many, you probably never in your life ever get another opportunity where you're just like, Hey, you have to stay at home for a month. You know, use this time, use this to grow closer to God, grow your faith, uh, Use it as a time to form new habits, to be obedient to God, to learn more about him, uh, to learn more about Jesus and what his plan and his purpose is for your life.